Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Geeks Interior. It's me, Eli. Feed Joe. And we're having another marvelous Marvel uh, time. Uh, questionable if you feel that these two properties, are, these two uh, projects that the recent Marvel Cinematic Universe has come out with, are good or not, depending on you. We we'll, we always say that. But uh, we will be talking about the last episode of Miss Marvel, as long, along with our review of Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, two projects that I feel had a very strong standing, but kind of had a little bit of a tough thing to go about. I, I don't know how you feel about those, Joey. Uh, I mean, I will say this at least about, uh, Miss Marvel. Um, uh, as a whole, I, you know, it's not a bad show. Uh, I think it was solid. It was, a uh, decent. Um, but it definitely had a bit of a... The first half, I think, was solid enough, but the second half really sort of uh, takes a bit of a downward spiral a mm -hmm. bit in terms of pacing. And I, uh, this, this last episode uh, uh, doesn't really help matters in, in, in trying to bring it back, but I think it ends well enough to where you could probably get a second season out of it. Um, I will say, uh, I mean, like, do you want to talk about Miss Marvel first, or do you want to jump into... Let's talk about Miss Marvel first. Okay. Because I feel like Thor Love and Thunder is going to be the more, you know, talked about one. And we will be going into spoilers with Thor Love and Thunder. Okay, yeah, alright, well we can do that. Um, alright, so this, you know, episode of Miss Marvel, mm -hmm. um, more or less picks up where we left off with Kamran and uh, Bruno on the run. Mm -hmm. uh, Kamala has gotten back to, you know, Jersey, uh, and she quickly realizes, hey, uh... Bruno's in trouble. I gotta find him. Um, her mom, though, you know, he, he she explains the situation to her, the rest of her family, even though like, oh, the mom, oh yeah, your mom already told us everything. Sorry, you know. <laughs> uh, but she makes her her new and improved Miss Marvel outfit, you know, which is nice to see. Nice to see. I, I like that idea that it was made by her mother. It's a very Superman thing to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, she just you know. Starts to cruise around the city trying to find them. Mm -hmm. uh, they do find a bit of sanctuary at the mosque with uh, Najee or whatever. Um, uh, you know, they help him out because obviously damage control is more or less like, you know, this lady's very uh, persistent, you know? Oh, she is very persistent. Although I do like as soon as she enters the mosque, like, everybody IDs on. I was like, oh, wow, okay, you guys already had it out before you even got here. Okay, all right. It's like, we have, we've been through this before, ma'am. <laughs> that tells you a lot. Just Jesus Christ. Yeah, and it's like, all right. But no, they help them uh, make sure to get out. Uh, Kamala finds them, and they head to the school because they feel like it's probably the safest place they can go. Mm -hmm. uh, but Damage Control still finds them. Uh, and you know they sort of planned an escape route because Kamala's like, okay, mm -hmm. uh, I think the red daggers can help you out. You know, you got to get Kamran to the the pier, but we need a distraction to get him there. Yeah, plug this in real quick. Second slot. Yeah, and from there, that's where you know the the there you know they start basically going into the plan of how to get Kamran out of there. And it's, this is also where, sadly, I feel like the pacing is showing itself again. And the rushness of the show is really taking root. Where they have a plan. They all meet up at the school. 
and then all of a sudden a lot of a lot of people start showing up randomly uh yeah i mean um because zoe you know mm-hmm. the, the influencer girl from earlier in the season uh shows up randomly more or less out of nowhere to be like hey don't worry come on i'll help it too it's like what how the hell are you here oh i i use the the theater room for like my my, my tiktoks and stuff it's like well and, you know and now and he's also like wait this, so you knew the entire time you know it's like kind yeah more or less you, you know, know it's like bullshit yeah, it's like you saved my life come on I'll, I'll help you out you know it's like and they get a, like a little scene as they're planning of, mm. of like so like so you knew the entire time but you didn't tell anyone that's a little that's an added character for you you know mm. literally that's what like i mean that's not exactly what a character says but that's basically what they're saying it's like yeah but i want kamala to you know tell the world that she's a superhero when she's ready you know <laughs> it's like I don't know. It's a definitely a different. It's a departure from the character, honestly. Yeah, it's well, especially since like it, it. It feels like we didn't really need her to be there, and if but if if you wanted her to be there, I feel like there's there was probably better methods to do it. Yeah, because uh, yeah, it definitely feels like there probably could have been better ways of pulling, like trying mm-hmm. to explain how she got there and all that stuff. Like yeah, like. Honestly, like, her role in the whole plan is more or less to get on social media and be like, hey, my friends are superheroes, and we're all trapped at the school, and Damage Control wants to, well, you know, and you need to tell Damage Control to stand down because they're being very mean guys, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and, yeah, like, I feel like there's probably a better way of, like, getting her to that point in, mm-hmm. in, the, in the logic of the story, but to just have her just randomly show up and just try to hand-wave it. Yeah. It's a little annoying. At least with the other character that shows up, uh, 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 Kamala's brother, at least there's at least a bit of a, a decent excuse. It's like, I just sneaked in. Yeah, oh yeah, I sneaked in. You know, I used to go to here, school here too, guys. All right, I know my ways of getting here. Yeah, I know my ways of getting in and out. <laughs> yeah, and you know, he's like, oh yeah, mom told me to keep watch on you. You know, it's like, oh, superheroes don't need chaperones. You know, classic brother-sister dynamic. Yeah, yeah. Like, that, that, I was okay with that. Yeah, that one is like, more or less fine because logical explanation and you know like a logical like at least reasoning to be there reasoning to be there you know uh but yeah they do this whole like wacky uh like uh everybody disguises themselves as Kamran mm-hmm. and go run around school letting damage control yeah run around uh but Kamran is having issues with his powers that's right because he, he does have powers he did receive powers yep and he also uh at least a little bit emotionally out of out of sync because he's sort of like questioning Kamal like yo what happened with my mom alright why why are you taking me to the Red Daggers they hated our people why what happened to my mom and uh, Kamal has to explain yeah your mom died you know and that kind of pisses Kamran off it's understandable yes. yeah uh, but it's also very quick <laughs> yeah it's also like it's 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 almost like he also has the problem with his mom where he, he's about to turn a bit super villainy because he starts attacking mm damage control and it looks like you know Kamala's trying to protect the damage control people from not getting seriously hurt yeah because it definitely seems like he's willing to like kill some of these guys and she's like no we can't kill killing's not the right way Kamran uh so they have like these bits back and forth but it's still just Kamran wanting to escape more than anything mm-hmm. and you know uh, soon there's like a crowd of people outside being like yo you know you gotta leave Kamala and you know them alone you know they're just kids 
and like da- you know the main damage control guy gets on the phone. And it's like, hey, uh, we're getting some bad press. I need you to stand down at least, you know, because because uh, you know this isn't looking good for us. No, 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 and it's. It it goes back to what you said. I feel like they needed to really flesh out the damage control thing. Yeah, because we get a decent chunk of like characterization for them for like maybe the first two, two episodes. Two episodes, but then obviously that gets dropped for the clandestine plot line and having them be more or less the bad guys of the story. But because of what happened in the last episode, you know, having the wrap up super tight, mm-hmm. like now it leaves damage control and they're not as you know they weren't developed as you know. I think they were developed kind of worse than the clandestines. But yeah, at least, like, like uh, Camera Control has a bit of a uh, more interesting motivation. Because they're more, like... Because you could be... Because the, the main villain, right? The yeah. one the main villain. But the lady, main, main lady clearly, you know, is, has an issue with people with superpowers. And really much of, like... Really quick to to blame on uh, people of of minorities, right? Which sets that in of itself. But also, you can kind of see how why people who aren't that would be concerned, right? Someone with powers, we gotta you know keep these people you know in check. But it's also so very you know weirdly structured. Yeah. And, like, there's no real reasoning for that. You know what I'm saying? Or, I don't know if I'm explaining myself well enough. No, I think it, uh, probably more than anything, it's, like, there's there's a hint of, like, a decent motivation. Because uh, she has, like, this whole, like, you know, we, you know these are the wrong people getting the you know, These are the wrong people getting powers. Like, they're teenagers or something like that. Mm. You know, like, they're irresponsible. They can't handle these powers. You know, some, like, something to that effect. But, like, I feel like... If they had fleshed it out more, they could have been more interesting. Because it seems uh, damage control is more like a neutral kind of evil. Mm-hmm. If we were to like align it in like a kind of thing where like they're really only evil because they want to maintain order, and they have to do you know these bad things. Like in um in in No Way Home, uh like they're more or less on Peter Parker because. You know, like, one, the damage he caused, and two, you know... Mm. That's not to say that, you know, this lady being, a, you know, possibly racist... I mean, there's is, definitely an undertone, I, I would say. There yeah. definitely does seem to be, like, a bit of that. Especially how she interacts with, like, the people at the mosque and stuff. Mm. Uh, yeah, but, like, I, you know, like, you could probably have, like, done something a bit with that. But, it, mm. again, it just, it feels like... Uh, they just didn't have, like, I don't know, they didn't, they didn't find have them. time to flesh things out. Yeah, they didn't have time to flesh, like, at least damage control out a little mm-hmm. bit, or they felt like they weren't as interesting, but the de-, 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 de facto them into being just the final villains of the episode, or the series, like, you gotta, like, at least give them more development. Yeah. You know? I know, I agree with that. And, like, um, to go back to the, to the main plot, you know, there's now a fight between both Kamala and Comron, uh, because he's upset. He's angry. He's trying to. He's about to hurt everybody. And Kamala is still being, you know, trying to be a hero. Tries to save everyone. And they do it in a very interesting way, where she is able to do her not well, not visually what she does 
in the comics, she's she says the Embiggen line, which is really weird for me. Yeah, because like one of her things as well, because uh, in the comics, like she has she can stretch her uh, body mm-hmm. or whatever, she can do a thing where she gets kind of big. Yeah. Um, and she, you know, she's just like, I'm Embiggen, you know? Yeah. Like, that's her thing. Like, if you've seen the games, you know what we're talking about. Yeah. But in, in this case, like, it's not, like, it's kind of weird for her to just say the line. Like, almost like, you know, saying the lines like, oh, she said the thing, yeah. Yeah. Um, it feels like it's, it, it's supposed to be meant to be, like, that moment, but we never, like, see her, like, even think about, like, doing something like that before, mm-hmm. you know? It's it's like you know what it is, it's like you know how an amazing Spider-Man, right? Yeah. They teeter the line of saying with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, in the first movie, right? Or like they say they don't say the line, but they say a version of the line. Yeah, yeah. and it also feels really weird and like out of nowhere. Yeah. It's like that. Well, like you know the Raimi Spider-Man movie and in No Way Home those lines make sense to the context of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, I'm comparing, like, a thing she says to, like, you know, the famous line of great power, great responsibility. There is no reason for her to say that, right? Is what I'm, is what I'm trying to, like, get at. Yeah, like, I mean, I agree with you. Like, there's no, like, like I said, like, there's no, there was never, like, a moment where she thought about, like, hey, what if I could turn myself big? And tries to do it, and like or like something like that. Where like there's no setup for it. She just says, "I'm big," and then she gets the big, big. Um, like <laughs> it almost reminds like it's like if they would botch like it's like if you were like uh, it's like if you had a Hulk movie and Bruce Banner says Hulk smash mm-hmm. and then he turns into the Hulk kind of thing. Yeah, that, that doesn't feel right. That doesn't feel right. Usually, no, you know, no. like. Hulk says Hulk smash. Yeah, Hulk says Hulk smash. Beauty right? Banner say nothing. Yeah, Beauty Banner just goes, uh, you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's like they try to make the embiggen line like her like her catchphrase, like her superhero catchphrase, but it doesn't really work because mm-hmm. there's no setup to it. But yeah, now she gets, you know, she gets big. She does a bunch of stuff. She saves the crowd, you know, from like the collateral damage. <laughs> um... But yeah, like it sort of comes to the head. Like, mm. eventually, like, like Kamran just starts emanating all this power, and it's like spreading everywhere. Kamala tries to like pretty much give him like a, pretty much uh, tries to stop him, and he's sort of just like, uh, my only my only my mother wanted to do was protect, you know, like wanted to get back home, and like, yeah. I, and I think I have to do the same because I can't be accepted here, you know. There's no way for me to go back to normal, and she's like, there is no normal, all right. You just gotta do we gotta live with what we got. Your mom helped, you know. Your mom sacrificed herself to save you, mm-hmm. to protect you, and you know. So, and I think that's the the issue I have with Comron's character arc right now, because he, it was never like he wasn't already accepted. But it's like, you know, there was never a moment where his powers made him feel unaccepted, right? Yeah, because I think, for me, like, he just, like, I think he got, got kind of got the short end of the stick when it came to a bit of character development. Like, mm-hmm. 
you know, he has his family, his mom abandoned him because mm-hmm. she's so hell-bent on, like, getting back home. Like, I'm more or less surprised he isn't upset about that more than anything. Yeah. Like, he, still, he still has this, like, oh, my mother loved me or whatever, you know, like, kind of thing. Um, I think it would make more sense is, like, my mother's gone, everyone I know is gone, what's the point? Yeah, like, what's the point of me, like, doing all these things, like... I I should just you know, like maybe go in like a bit of like a weird revenge kind of things like. No, I wouldn't say revenge, but more like, I have no one left. I just. I just wanted to. Yeah, I want to watch the world burn, right? I wouldn't say I'm not going world burn, but more like. Like, well, like why don't I just like give myself up? It's 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 what's the point? Like like more of a depressing route, not like a, I'm angry. I want revenge on the world, kind of shit. Well, I mean, I say I only say that because they definitely want him to like be a bit aggressive and like take all his frustrations out on damage control and stuff. Like if he was like super depressed about it, then obviously like he's just like screw it, just take me in. I don't care. You know, yeah, whatever. You know, like I don't know, but yeah, no, Kamala's like you know convinces him to like you know calm down, go to like gives him the escape route. And, uh, when he, you know, he escapes, like, everybody's like, yeah, Kamala, you did it. And then, like, damage control comes in. They're like, take her in. And, like, everybody just, you know. I like that scene. That was a good scene. Like, everybody, like, comes in, like, sort of protects her. Even, like, the cops who were kind of like, do you guys got jurisdiction here? Hold on a second. This doesn't seem right. <laughs> they, they, they form a line, to, you know, yeah. in front of the crowd, too, is like, you're not it's, getting past us. The, the reason I like that scene is because it's very much kind of like, the scene in 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 Spider-Man, the first one, right? The mm-hmm. Rainy Spider-Man, where Green Goblin's about to, you know, go for the killing blow on Spider-Man, but like the city of New York came together to help Spider-Man out. Yeah, it's it's very cheesy, but it's also like ah, I kind of like that though. Yeah, and I mean to be fair, like you know, um, yeah, you, Kamala more or less like everybody kind of like. Well, they, I think most of them don't, like, obviously some of them know it's, you know, it's Kamala, but yeah. they generally just see, like, yeah, she's, like, just trying to help people, all right? Yeah. Calm down. Stop being, you know, crazy. Yeah. I'm trying to, like, do all these things. She's trying to protect us and stuff like that. Why it's, you got to do that to a hero? Yeah, it's, and the, the thing that I never really bought, some people will say it's cringy, it's kind of, like, awkward for scenes like that. I don't think, tend to see it as cringy or awkward because... The idea is that this this is a local hero saving people's lives, doing good for the community. You want them to, you, you know, you want to protect them. Yeah, yeah, because they're protecting you. You know, as the say the, the line goes in 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 Spider Man, you miss one of us, you miss with all of us. Yeah, yeah. Well, granted, I feel like maybe Kamala maybe needed to do a little more like hero saving in the in in Jersey before they do that. Yeah, but you know, I it's it's a it's a nice sentiment. I like those kind of stuff. Now, of course, everything's solved. Comron is hanging out with Red Dagger Boy. Yeah, he makes it out. Like, uh, and you know, Kamala has to talk to talk with her dad because she's still trying to come up with a name. But you know, he just tells her like, you know, like you know, we, you know, we call you Kamala because when you were born, you were just so perfect. And you know, in our in our language, uh, you know, Kamala or whatever is like perfect but in like you know in urdu which is like what pakistani people speak it's like more like like marvel mm, and that's why marvel, you're yes. yeah that's why you're a little miss marvel and that's like that's the name, that's the name. <laughs> i like that too 
Yeah. That, that's such like a that's such like a really nice way to to tie everything in, right? Yeah, and she, I mean, obviously, she's also kind of just like, wait, you mean to tell me I was named after Carol Danvers? And it's like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who that is, sweetie. I I just know Big Hulk. Yeah, and Little Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, now she's like, that's the name. And she's sort of just, you know, just doing her thing, running around the city, you know, mm-hmm. being like, yeah, I'm Miss Marvel now. Mm-hmm. And then we get sort of like a f- one final scene before we get to the credits. Mm-hmm. And it's a talk with Bruno. And, and this the, is the, the one friend. that's going to have us talking a bit. Yeah, because it is um, Bruno t- telling Kamala, like, hey, listen, all right. Uh, so I checked back on your genetic stuff. I think we might have been off. And she's like, why? And it's like, because your brother's been talking about, like, what does he have powers? Because, you know. Mm-hmm. So we checked through it, and it's like, there's something off about your genetics. Like, there's almost like a mutation. <laughs> and which, you know, Kamala's like, all right. I mean, whatever it is, it's just going to be another label for me. I don't mm-hmm. have to worry about it. And, you know, they drive off. But obviously the implication and obviously the music that plays if you because like, I wasn't I wasn't kidding when I did that soundtrack sound bite. yeah 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 because like looking up the scene like they, they do the thing like when you hear you when when you like when you're watching a Marvel property and they say the word mutation like even if there wasn't like the mu- music thing like it's gonna light some he- like light some light bulbs in uh-huh. people's heads yeah because you don't just throw around the word mutation literally like lightly in a Marvel show no no no, no. you don't. You it like it's been even more so that with like that theme because that theme is like just synonymous with with you know the X Men. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of like with like the the Sp- Spider Man is like uh you know yeah like his classic uh, theme you know yeah it's like they're they're both really iconic themes for you know those characters those specific characters. Mm-hmm. And with the X Men theme, which was also you know introduced, you know thrown in at you know Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, when we got Professor X, you know they play a bit of like an orchestral like toned down version of it when he's showing up. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, no, this is a especially since like the '90s X Men was the one that really like hit it off. Yeah, like the '90s X Men definitely, I think, was propelled the X Men into like mainstream. Yeah, because like uh, you know X Men. Uh, then the Claremont era was great. Then the '90s came in with Jim Lee's art style to help push it. Yeah, um, but essentially, the 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 big question is: oh, Is she a mutant now? Yeah, because I mean, we've had this discussion like from the first episode of like well, well even before like the show came out, like we had a discussion of like, is she gonna still be an Inhuman because of how her power set is, looks so different from yeah. the comics? Uh, are are we just gonna abandon the whole Inhumans idea? Yeah. So now I I think I remember in the first episode I was like you know the, when she puts on the bangle she gets that weird mist kind of thing coming around her and I'm mm. like is that like is it st- are they still gonna try to go Inhumans and then we get the whole clandestine thing but now it's like well not even just that but there's also like very much a lot of like visual hints and like like ideas of Inhumans throughout the entire show. You know, mm-hmm. when they ever try to go to the next time, um, until, you know, their home, they essentially turn to stone and rot, right? From the inside. Yeah, which, I mean... It's you... a very uh, inhuman thing to do if you do not have the genetic makeup to be an inhuman. 
Yeah, because like if you're inhuman, like you turn into like a you know, stone and then you emerge like a cocoon yeah. kind of thing when you get hit with the Targaryen mist. So you know that's a bit. Of, yeah, I won't lie. There's a lot of like inhuman elements, or at least workings of like an inhuman style mm. element, and tend to go well, like you got to you know there's something wrong with you. There's something different about your genes, it's like a mutation. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like wait, she. So is she human or mutant? Yeah. When I think that adds, like, a very interesting debate to it, you know, like... And, okay, so here's my thing, right? Yeah. What is an inhuman, if not a mutated person? That, I mean, that that is a logical thing, because, I mean, that's you're not wrong there, saying the, that. I mean, the, 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 uh, the joke of the inhumans was that they were basically discount um, X-Men, right? Yeah, and we gotta remember, like... Uh, before Marvel, you know, the MCU had like the the rights for the X Men and stuff, like they were definitely pushing for Inhumans. Like, mm-hmm. if you remember, like that uh, Phase Three like announcement video way back in the day, yeah, or that press conference, they were gonna make an Inhumans movie, mm-hmm. but then then it turned into a show, and then that show bombed. Yeah, that show bombed real fucking hard. And they more or less pushed all the Inhuman stuff to Agents of Shield and whatever. Well, that um, was early in the in in the seasons too. Um, I remember watching most of it, and essentially, um, the seasons one, two, and three were very um, inhuman. Well, especially season two, that one was very like into the idea of inhumans, with uh, symbolism. Uh, you know, Daisy Ridley, Daisy. I'm sorry, Daisy Ridley. Uh, Daisy uh, Johnson, one of the characters, was very much an inhuman. She's quake. Um, they introduced a lot of other, like, Inhuman-like characters, but none of the actual, you know, main ones. You didn't get, like, Black Bolt, Medusa, um, what's the dog's name? Um, Lockjaw. You don't get any of those guys mm-hmm. in, in, in the show, but you know they're Inhuman because they go through the same turn and Mist thing. So, it's not that I think they're not gonna do Inhumans, but I think what's gonna happen is... They're gonna put in humans and X Men in under the same umbrella, right? Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, what is not what is an inhuman if not a mutated person? Because they both have this sort of mutation happen to their body. Both of, some of them are different from the others, obviously. With the X Men, it's um, sort of more like happens once once they hit a certain age, you know, puberty. Um, you know, that's. You know, growing up kind of shit, right? Yeah. With with Inhumans, it's more you have to be exposed to a Terrigen Mist, and that's when you go through your whole cocoons thing and become a sort of mutated person, right? A superpowered person, right? Basically. Yeah. Right? So and so for me, I think what's gonna ha- what's eventually going to happen is that they're gonna have X Men and mutant well the mutants and Inhumans be under like a same umbrella term of mutation. They're going to be their own separate things, but to make it easier, especially for, like, people who don't read comics and who have, like, a hard time wrapping around their heads on, like, the 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 world of, of Marvel and other, like, comic stuff like that, it's much more easier to say they're kind of the same thing, just a little different. Yeah, I mean, I definitely understand why you, you, you why, why that's your stance on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I am more of a, I don't know, because the way I see it, like, we already have, because in 
Doctor Strange and you know the Multiverse of Madness, we mm-hmm. do you know the the Illuminati. We have Black Bolt, and mm-hmm. I believe they straight up just say he's an Inhuman, not explaining what the hell an Inhuman is. And then they have uh you know Professor X, and you know obviously we know he's an X Men, he's a mutant. Um, so like, in terms of like the multiverse, like I don't, cause I I think I seen some people being like, this is are they retconning just Inhumans out of the MCU or are there no Inhumans or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't think that, like, they're clearly going to be, I feel like they're definitely going to be a thing. It's more like, uh, probably they just don't know how to incorporate Inhumans very, like, in at this point, considering how, like, the show failed and, like, what parts they want to take from the show mm-hmm. to rec- and retcon or, like, you know, just, like, I just, like, reset the button on Inhumans in terms of the MCU and just, like, hey, uh, there's Inhumans, we'll, we'll do a thing and set that up for something. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, I, I... Because I think for me, I always kind of like figured like the main big difference with Inhumans and X-Men were that like anyone can become an Inhuman. No, no. You have to have the... uh, Not anyone can become an Inhuman. The the idea is that you have to be... Because Inhumans were people um, experimented by the Kree. Mm -hmm. So it's not that anyone can be inhuman you have to be like um have sort of a cree makeup in Mm. your in your in your dna okay so it's not like oh i got hit by the surgeon mist i get to become a human no no no. you you have to have like a certain uh, genetic makeup for that right because the idea was that the cree used um inhumans for like slave labor and all that kind of stuff Mm. so that's where the uh, that's where the human stuff came from and obviously, like I said, mutant gene, you know, tampered it with, you know, ancient humans tampered and all that stuff. Yeah, uh, but my thing is, is that, like, okay, so clearly, just like, it's more like different methods. Because it feels like most people have, in the Marvel Universe, like, uh, most humans have, like, an X gene, but it's, you know... Dormant. Dormant. Like, so, for some people, it gets activated, you know various mm-hmm. different ways either yes. sometimes they get born with it activated most of the time it's through puberty and that stuff uh but with the uh, with the terrigen mist i always you know it's like you you know if you have like i guess the genetics you get turned mm-hmm. into a human but if you don't like you just like you know like you die mm-hmm. right um but yeah i, I don't know. i think it, i think it's interesting uh I, I i i do think that they will at least attempt to like clearly have like Different things, although now that I think about it, because there is like another like a post credit scene that sets up uh, the the Marvels mm. movie, uh, where it's Kamala in her room, and then the Bangle does a thing that teleports her, and it switches places with her and uh, Carol, where she's in the room, and she just goes, "Oh no!" <laughs> yeah, this is like, "Oh no, I'm in the worst place I could ever imagine." A fangirl's room. I gotta get out of here. <laughs> I, I mean, granted, I don't think that's, like, her, like, what she actually thinks, but it's kind of a funny reading when you think about it. Oh, hell yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> it, I feel like that's, like, every, like, actor's... It's a very misery kind of thing. Yeah, except, you know, you're, 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 uh... You're the person who's a fan obsessed with you is a, is a, is a girl who looks up to you and stuff. <laughs> oh, no. So, I mean, it would be pretty funny if Kamala just broke her Captain Marvel's knees, I'm just saying. I mean, I... <laughs> I mean, I get. Go, go 
That, that, that'd be a way to... With, uh, with a Stormbreaker. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Um, but more to the point, um, actually, I think, I, just thinking about this right now, if um, if the Inhumans are definitely Kree-related, do you think, mm-hmm. with the Marvels, because it does seem like is going to get involved with some potential space shenanigans yes. with Carol, mm-hmm. do you think, like, they... Because, I mean, the Kree can still be villains, right? Yeah. Like, they definitely have the setup to still be villains in the show or whatever. Yeah. Or in the Marvel Universe. Do you think, like, that might clear up Kamala? Like, they find her, like, and they look at her, and it's like, oh, I see some Kree stuff going on here. And then it, and then that's when it, the light bulb hits for everybody. It's like, oh, she's she, inhuman. She's, yeah, I think, that's the, I think that's their way into it. That's their way to say that's that. That's like, sense. yeah. Because, yeah, let's face it, a lot of people don't like the idea of Kamala being a mutant. Uh, yeah, because I think it, it definitely robs a. Uh, I've seen comments of that where like people are saying like, "Oh, it robs her of like being a part of the Inhuman cast, and just being put with a much more popular, X like mutant like X Men mm-hmm. mutants and stuff." Which uh, I mean, yeah, I can see that. Um, but this is a, this is a way for them to have their cake and eat it too. Yeah, because like I don't know, because I feel like realistically that scene like like because of like the the sound like you know the the sound cue of the x-men theme it's like oh x-men but obviously um like you said before you know like you could also read it like if you didn't have that like musical cue there you could be like inhuman or mutant Mm-hmm. Where's the Where's the question? Where's the... so that's why I feel like the mu- the musical cue is a red herring. Like it's meant to be people would be like, oh, mutants, but then you realize, but they could use it as a way to explain no, but yes, right? Because like you can say like you know Kamala was family was tampered, you know, is sort of a genetic tampering. That caused it, and you know, the only for the the the, the armband thing uh, to awaken it, right? Yeah. But it's also like, oh, we oh, we can also read right into it, like, oh, but people have experimented on, on other life forms before. We weren't the first, and that's the cue for, oh, there are others with mutation. Uh, I mean, yeah, like I it, at the end of the day, I I really uh. I don't know. It's it's gonna be interesting how they handle all that, mm-hmm. because I it's very clear from Multiverse of Madness where I think they're willing to do both Inhumans and X Men. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more sort of like how does that fit into the MCU because the Inhumans are more or less kind of there. Like yeah. it's just how much of like that old television stuff they want to like keep canon because obviously they are willing to go into the TV stuff of Marvel to get canon stuff like Daredevil and, you know, all the rest. And supposedly um, Jessica Jones is coming back in one of the two new shows they're, they're coming out with, uh, Echo and or uh, She-Hulk. Yeah, so, like, clearly they're willing, like, they know that people like those shows and they're willing to take aspects of it to make it semi-canon, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, the, those those shows were, like, kind of canon, but not really, really because... At a certain point, they stop referencing the movies. Yeah, they're just their own thing. 
Um, but yeah, like, like the Inhumans was definitely like the most like not related to the movies at all. So no, you no, could no, definitely no. like take bits of it and try to like make it canon. But I don't know. It's definitely gonna be interesting how just how that whole works out. Yeah. Because again, like it just feels weird because like at first you think, oh, Kamala's just not gonna be inhuman at all. Well, and then you get like hints of like maybe there's a bit of inhuman elements that are still within her story, and then it's like, oh, she might just be a mutant. Because I, mean, I don't know. It's. I think the main issue is, <clears throat> it's just how uh, we haven't gotten much of like how how are we gonna incorporate mutants into the MCU besides like um, them doing like I guess a follow up to the old '90s X Men mm-hmm. on Disney Plus, like an animated show. Um, but we still haven't gotten like a full on like explanation of like, well, not really like explanation, but more so like there isn't, we don't see much of a plan of where the mutants can slot in mm-hmm. or how to introduce them. Yeah. Cause with the other property that, you know, they got from Fox, the 21st century Fox, Fantastic Four, we already know, like there's a movie, mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be in the phase four. Yeah. Like we, we got the movie lined up so we already know like the timeline mm-hmm. uh for when the fantastic four will show up and i think it makes sense that probably the fantastic four have more of a leeway in first yeah. of all because the last movie definitely didn't work and you know it's about like <laughs> uh i feel like at one point we had to talk about that movie and you know if we don't have anything else to talk about we definitely talk about what the hell went wrong with fan four stick i mean wasn't it like a a talking point in a college seminar one time uh yeah because it was just like this is how this is where big budget movies can go wrong <laughs> horribly wrong um but yeah more to the point um the you know i think more people were excited to see the fan like uh, a, a truly realized fantastic four within the mcu and considering how long the the x-men movies have gone like i think that's half the reason why we haven't seen much about that stuff for the mcu is because uh, they wanted like a grace period of like let let us like try to set up our version of X Men mm-hmm. to try to make sure it's at least different enough from the old yeah. X Men. Uh, but yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting how that all turns out. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah. Uh, Overall, Jay, what would you give this uh this show? I mean, I definitely went in thinking he was i was gonna like not really care much for it because of like what potentially might be the setup for it right Mm -hmm. um i did like a fair amount of the show but i think out of all the marvel shows i've uh, watched this definitely has like like the clearest like pacing issues or like it has like the most evident like most writing issue uh i've seen from a marvel tv show Mm -hmm. where like some like the pacing can, gets off a bit and like there there isn't like a whole focus like there isn't like a concerned focus of like making either of the villains of the season compelling compelling enough for to be to be like you know from the watch or whatever um i mean kamala i like her character enough like she has a a solid like you know growth throughout the show mm-hmm. um and while I do, uh, you know, like, I like uh, what they did with, I guess, with, like, all the cultural elements and stuff. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, uh, I think, like, needs to have a solid story. Like, mm-hmm. 
to work through and I, and you know it, it kind of falls a bit towards the end and that kind of it kind of sucks yeah so I, I for me you know I I would you know the show's uh pretty all right by the end you know mm-hmm. like he just kind of goes from like oh this is a fun watch and then it's like yeah okay well I guess that ended about as well as it could have ended yeah no I'm I'm 100% with you um because the thing about Miss Marvel that I feel like a lot of people really enjoyed was the aspect of culture I think it's one of those things where a show rarely do you find like a show or a property that is heavily you know inspired by or is based on a culture uh that isn't really talked about as much but they did it in a way where one it was very engaging and two was very normal right like you don't see oftentimes with with these kind of things like oh yeah this is how you would do this story or you know or like you know the experience of uh, of a middle eastern family I think that's what really like got people really interested in, and it's one of the highlights I've seen a lot of people talk about. One of the highlights I really enjoyed. The superhero aspect was fine at the beginning, but the problem for me was, and I think it's because mo- the shows aren't written to be shows, right? Like, like I was talking about earlier, we we've never heard any inklings of a potential season one or t- season two. Of any of the shows, they're just going to be straight up, you know, a one a limited series. But these aren't written to be sort of like limited series, you know? Mm-hmm. They, they're not given enough time to develop, and they're not given enough time to, like, fix any of the problems that they have. Now, I don't know what's going on in the, at the studio over there, but they, they need to do something about this really good, really fast. Because it's... it's, it's you you have the makings of good quality and you're not using it to your full potential maybe because they're out they're you know pumping so much that it's starting to hurt themselves but it, it whatever it may be i don't i'm not sure they i feel like they really do you know need to focus on one constructing a, a well-written story cuz like the first two episodes were fantastic. Some of the best stuff I've seen out of Marvel I was like, "Oh my god, this is like different, right?" Third episode was like, "Oh man, this is this is good. I'm 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 in this. I see where it's going." Fourth episode, the cracks are showing. Fifth episode, uh, oh my god, the water's coming in. The boat's sinking. And this episode is very much like, "Okay, we were able to save the boat, but you know." There's still a lot of water in the boat. Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully they they utilize more of of Kamala, and I hope like really they come up with the with more things to do. I mean, look at Mandalorian. That was written to be a show. Yeah. But these aren't don't feel like they're written to be shows, and I think that's kind of like the thing about it, because like none of these shows have been talked about as much as say something. Like Mandalorian, unless it was meant to be just a limited series, like say WandaVision. Because mm-hmm. I think that out of all of them, that Mandalorian and WandaVision were the most talked about. I mean, yeah, I definitely understand that. Um, like, 
definitely seems uh like the are like a lot of the Disney Plus Marvel like shows are like more or less kind of like extended movies. Mm-hmm. Um, just because of like how they definitely uh how a lot of them are paced. Yeah. Um. But I yeah I definitely do think like if you wanted to make it like just a um standalone like like because I think like even if you wanted to make it like a standalone like series like there's a w- I feel like you get there there's a better way of pacing it out well mm-hmm. instead of just having it be like feel like a bit of a protracted like movie because I mean Loki you know that felt like a show. Yeah, and especially because now, like you know, obviously they they're gonna make a season two of it and stuff. So I, I don't know. I, I find it interesting that like, um, that there's a potential of just like them just like making a series and waiting for like it all to finish out and then but then like potentially deciding, okay, let's make a season two out of it if it looks good or whatever, mm-hmm. or if it had like the viewership numbers or whatever. Which I don't know. I just find that to be kind of odd. Yeah. No, no, I agree. Um, but overall, I feel like Miss Marvel is just a solid show. Just a good, like, I would say a 7 out of 10. Which is kind of sad because this this show started off with so much promise. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would, I would agree with that rating. Yeah, so, I mean, it's sad. But the show, I still recommend the show, especially if you are looking for a more diverse uh, property involving superheroes go with this i think it's one of the more you know aside from like the, the issues that we've had it's probably the most different thing that marvel's come out with and they use utilize that the that that in such a great way but by not only talking about a group of people that really talk about or like shown to be just you know treating them like people kind of stuff it's one of those things where I feel like it's it's a good it's a show for that reason. Um, hopefully, if it does get a season two, we get more of this cool stuff, more of the family, more of the stuff. It's well, we'll see. Um, but now let's talk about Thor: Love and Thunder. Okay, so uh, Taika Waititi's second Thor film, the fourth film in overall in the Thor movies. It's the only uh, one out of the main like I guess Avengers that to get like a four. Yeah, you know, like we we we've uh, we've gotten a fourth movie because uh, why? Mm-hmm. So you know that's you know pretty interesting. Um, yeah, uh, I you know um, I I thought it was a very good movie. I thought it was a good movie too. Um, so we're gonna give our one minute uh review. By the way, this will be spoilers, uh, for each of us, and we're gonna get talk about then from there we're gonna talk about, you know further our thoughts onto those so joey why don't you start us off okay so thor love and thunder i really liked i was already a fan of the uh, ragnarok and uh, i you know this movie definitely gives me a lot more of because uh, i of, of, of ragnarok uh which i think could be good could be bad for some people depending on whether they have to like you know the direction of ragnarok but I really liked the uh, story. I liked our villain. Gore was, pre- you know, Christian Bell were very solid. Uh, I also liked the interactions of Jane and Thor, like getting to see sort of a resolution of their character arcs, considering mm-hmm. just w- kind of like where that whole storyline went throughout, you know, the MCU. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but overall, yeah, I thought the comedy was solid. I thought it was a, just a very solid uh, entry into the uh, Marvel Universe. And, uh, you know, it definitely it still leaves the door open for a lot of Thor adventures to come. So, yeah, I, I really like this movie. And, you know, I really liked all the visuals as well. All right. That's all. This guess is my turn. So, as uh, my friend brother here said, Thor Love and Thunder is more or less... The th- if you like Ragnarok, you might like this. There may be a bit of a structure issue. But overall, I feel like they got to they got to say what they needed to say, and got through what they wanted to do, to say. Especially when it comes to adapting the Thor to God Butcher arc of Thor's story, uh, Thor's you know long story. Uh, Christian Bell is a standout. I kind of do wish that there was more with him, but he was used effectively, and he you kind of understand why he was doing what he's doing. The the, re- the relationship between Thor and Jane is a highlight, and especially considering with the, the situation that Jane is going with, and sort of seeing how that is all resolved. Overall, I feel like this is a very good movie. It might not be the best Marvel movie, but, you know, I think that's fine. I think a solid, I think, I think it's probably one of the better ones that um, they recently came out with. Alright. Um, but yeah, I, like, I, uh, t- to go off what I was, I think, ended off, like, I think a lot of the visuals in, uh, in the movie are, like, uh, really good. Like, just the colors mm-hmm. of, uh, certain scenes and how it laid out. Um, I will say, though, there are, you know, moments where the visuals are a little lacking, um, there's one scene, scene in particular that I was like, mm, this is need a better touch-up. Uh, I think it's one that's been making the rounds. And while I feel like a lot of people are quick to bash, I also want to say, like, listen, people are even work hard. You kind of have to give them a break. Yeah, I will I will agree there. I think that's the, probably the only scene I can think of where it's a li- that, that's, that, that the effect mm-hmm. looked a little off. Um, but besides that, I felt like a good chunk of the scene, especially when they're on, they're in the uh, shadow realm planet, um, where just everything turns black and white. Oh no, that was amazing. That looked fantastic. Like Mm -hmm. straight up. Like, I think that's one of the best visual segments of the movie and heck it's just one of the best segments of the movie. It's also like interestingly shot in terms of fight and fight choreography. Yeah. Like just so much contrast of the colors and then like you get... Like, the, you got colors that are kind of, like, like the reds and blues are, like, there, but they're very faint. But, yeah, it, it, it's a very solid uh, visual. Like, they're very solid, like, colors and visuals. and it, mm. Like, you could take a lot of screenshots of those scenes and just have them be, like, wallpaper stuff, you know? Like, yeah. it's it just so striking visually. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Um, I feel... I feel like if you weren't a fan of the community, because there's been kind of a discourse with um, with how with how Taika has done Thor, right? And that some people feel like it's not the serious Thor, it's not like the Thor I like. Um, I don't like the idea of this of this being the Thor that we're getting now. And while I totally understand that, like I mean, there's some people that say like, man, that guy who did the Northman should have done a Thor movie. Like, he knows this Viking shit, this whole stuff, you know. 
but at the same time, like, having read some Thor stuff and having looked into, like, just knowing comics, right? It's it's all a difference in interpretation. They kind of do with whatever. Some are more serious. Some are more comedic. Some are more lighthearted and fun. <clears throat> so, seeing that in, in, the, in the movie format doesn't really bother me. Because, like, yeah, sure, it's fine. That's cool. It, it doesn't really... Because, like, Thor can be a bit of a goofball, even in the comics. But, you know, no one wants to say that. But also, just the fact that a lot of people just weren't resonating with serious Thor. Yeah, because that's the thing I feel like people kind of forget. Like, the first Thor movie was alright, but then you get the second one. Like, we've had, we've seen, like, you know that sort of interpretation of Thor just being the very, like, super serious, like, guy. And, mm-hmm. yeah, like, uh, like, you know, like, I think, I still think that Thor 2 is probably the, like, the worst uh, Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just because of just, like, how off it is. And, like, it definitely just more or less just set up for Infinity Stones. And, like, it's it, it exhibits a lot of the problems that a lot of people say the Marvel movies have. You know? Yeah. Like, that movie is definitely, like... Yeah, like, it's definitely one of those, like... Okay, yeah, that's definitely... It's mm-hmm. a textbook example of what uh, of what, of what Marvel movies are, like, criticized for. And, you know, I think they did a good enough job to, like... At least with the other movie, the Thor movies, to, like, at least stay away from, like, those kind of tropes. I mean, granted, yeah, they definitely jump into the comedy more. But it's more, like, for, like, the aspect of how absurd all this is when you think about it yeah um and the comedy is just really well done too because like there's this moment where like i just couldn't stop laughing like there's a moment with the guardians right yeah where they're like thor help us they just sit there just contemplating yeah he's just doing his meditation mm-hmm. stuff and it's like thor we <laughs> we need your you know mm-hmm. we need you all right yeah um I, though i will say there are moments where i felt like the movie was a little too goofy you know, but it wasn't like, but thankfully it wasn't, those goofy moments weren't there for long. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen someone say, this is like the Batman and Robin of the Marvel movies. I'm like, you, no. God, that's, that's a take. I, because honestly, like, like, when you say something's the Batman or Robin or something, you're, you're, I think you're by, your definition, you're like saying that it's like the worst thing ever when it's like, I mean, first of all, I don't think that's even remotely true for this Thor movie. I don't think it's the worst like Marvel movie we've gotten at all. Uh, I think like, I guess you're trying to compare in terms of campiness. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I see, I feel like, like, I don't get that like sort of thing. Cause like, I feel like with the Batman and Robin, it definitely is a bit campy and like a bit of like, parody and stuff like obviously you get like dumb stuff of like certain lines like obviously mr freeze is just as much as i love arnold schwarzenegger in that movie because i find it very hilarious like Mm -hmm. i can understand people just being like oh so many ice puns i don't like it uh bat credit card it's so dumb and yet yeah it's also one of the one of the things that like people use to the origin basically the origin of his like wife stuff yeah, like, it still has, like, elements of that. So, like, it has the elements of, like, uh, you know, like, him being, like, an evil villain because he's trying to save his wife and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but more to the point, uh, I feel like when they say that, 
and I, what I'm hearing from that take is that they think that this Thor movie is just making fun of itself mm-hmm. and being which I disagree. Yeah, I know I also disagree because like there's some serious moments. Granted, there's some moments that I feel like maybe didn't need a joke there, but like no when when it's serious, it's serious. Yeah, like Jane's whole arc in this movie is that she has cancer mm-hmm. and Mjolnir more or less calls out to her and she, you know, she gets to like at least be a bit healthy by wielding Mjolnir because mm-hmm. uh, uh, it's somewhat of a spoiler during they do a whole like back flat, like uh, flashback. flashback of uh, Thor and Jane's time together and he mm-hmm. does like more or less what Odin did with his hammer where it's like mm-hmm. whoever is worthy will wield the power of Thor. Mm. And he's like, listen, Mjolnir, Jane's, Jane's all right. She's great. But I want you to protect her no matter what. Mm. And it causes a little thing, which is probably like the explanation, like one of the explanations of why uh, Mjolnir is able to do what it does with Jane. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's, I mean, it's an interesting thing. It's, it's done out of comedy, but it's also just to show how much, you know, Jane means to him. Because, like, he would do, like, he really loved this person, but they just happened to go through some, you know, you know, like, breakups. Because, like, it's it's one of those things where it's never really talked about. <laughs> and it's kind of slightly talked about in, in this movie. Just, like, being in a relationship with a superhero can kind of suck. Yeah, because, you know, he's, you know, he's Thor. He has to go out and save the Nine Realms, you know, Asgard, all this stuff. And even, you know, part-time with the Avengers, you know, like, he... He's very busy, and she's also super busy because she wants to like continue do her role and like her mm-hmm. all her science stuff, and it just leads to a sort of a, like a head, you know, where they're just sort of constantly uh, mm-hmm. you get to a point where they're just bickering about stuff, where it's like you're never here for me, blah, 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 you know, mm-hmm. like the the like the the title is definitely there. It's like it's about Thor having to like uh, reconcile that. Yeah, I made mistakes in my relationships. Especially mm-hmm. with Jane, and I need to rectify that, you know, because mm-hmm. the because he, you know, it's it's all about him like stopping to stop pushing people away from him, like at least mm-hmm. romantically, and try to like find something. Especially since at the beginning of the movie, it's 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 giving you the implication of like one dude's been around. It, it's just been like, I mean, he's been he's been alive for like thousands of years. Yeah, yeah. and but this is the first time he's ever felt like actual like an emotional attachment to someone. Like, that's why when Korg's telling his little linear of a speech, it's like, yeah, there was something different about this one. Yeah. This one was, this one felt real. Yeah. And, like, it really, we, we as, as evident in, like, Endgame, he was really hurt. Yeah. That it, it happened. And this is where we get to explore that, right? And it wasn't, and it wasn't, like, both of them being, like, just, like, assholes. No, it just, out of just circumstance, yeah, it just sort of fell mm-hmm. apart for them. Yeah, it's that it's 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 one of those romantic mo- comedy movies where like, why didn't these two get together? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's their 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 life just went in a different reaction, but they still have you know feeling for one another, and it helps that <laughs> that Valkyrie is such like a wingman. Yeah, because honestly, I'm gonna be honest. I when I heard like what like uh, Taika was saying about like Valkyrie's character, it's like oh, she's looking for you know someone to rule Asgard with, such and such, you know. Because she is, like, confirmed, mm. I think, at least by, right? Yes. Um. So, you know, in my brain, you know, I thought, oh, are they going to set up a thing where, like, 
Jane and uh, Valkyrie are gonna get together. Mm-hmm. They just sort of like, but no, she's like a total wingman. You know, she's like, oh, okay, I see. So what's I feel like going some people here. might have a problem with that, but they've also just talked about how essentially, you know, she herself, you know. Is going through her own stuff. With yeah, Lon. yeah, because she had like a partner with within the Valkyrie, you know, stuff, and uh, she definitely, uh, yeah, yeah. There is a scene where she sort of just like kind of like has a moment of like, yeah, I'm still working through that, mm-hmm. you know. But she still has time to flirt around. <laughs> yeah, she does. She definitely does flirt around yeah. with at least uh, some people. Yeah, but it's also it's like there's a difference between like flirting and like being in a relationship, though. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it, that's sort of the, uh, I don't know, like I, I, that's why I think like, like a take like, oh, this is the Batman and Robin of the Marvel movies. It's like, you, you're being hyperbolic. Mm-hmm. That's like such a hyperbolic take. You know, like th- this movie has, I think a lot more emotional weight than Batman and Robin when Batman and Robin was clearly just a lot of it just for camp. And they do have like elements of like, uh, of just like you know like oh this is like emotionally interesting like with Mr. Freeze's wife stuff but they don't focus on a lot of that stuff because it, it most of that movie is just sort of just like kind of a bunch of dumb stuff but but I, I feel like with uh, Love and Thunder like you get a lot of elements obviously Gore's whole thing of like worshipping a god losing his kid and like one, finally meeting that god and being like you know I was you know I was a devout follower for you, you know, mm-hmm. like, please like help us. And it's like, ah, screw you. I don't care for you. You just have to be, you know, the follower. That's it. You know, it's a classic, uh, like, I'm pretty sure there's like a Bible story about this. <laughs> I, mm, like, uh... there's, like, there's like a, it's a classic story of like a person being devoted to like a God and then finding out God's kind of an asshole. It's Job. Yeah. The story of Job. Um, but in that one, he maintains his faith, though. Yeah. You know, the, the whole thing is, like, God is just throws everything but the kitchen sink on him. It's because, like, the, the idea is that he wants to see how devoted he is. Yeah. And he he is rewarded for his devotion. Even though, like, a lot of shit that he threw at him were really fucked up. Yeah, and in this case, it's like, Gore's like, no. No, I had it. No, no. Like, this is... I've lost my, my child. I've lost everything. I lost my home. And it turns out the gods are just kind of assholes. You know, yeah. Screw the gods. Even more so, because, like, when when you go into, like, um, when they go into, like, the, the, the home, I wouldn't say the home, but, like, the place where all the gods are at, and they're all led by Zeus, and Zeus is like, yeah, we don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, like. He's, he's basically, like, saying, like, yeah, we don't give a fuck. Yeah, because, you know, like, there's a whole plot line where, like, hey, we need the gods' help uh, to help stop the god butcher, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, like, Zeus is like. That's an Asgardian problem. That's not our problem. We don't have to worry about it. And then, obviously, like, he actually's like, yeah, no, he has the Necro Sword, which can kill gods, and uh, I don't want that. Yeah. Uh, plus, he's, you know, I don't, you know. Point is, he's, he's not a problem. Yeah, yeah, no, he's... Now, like, he, let's all have an orgy. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's just very full of himself and, like, kind of, like, neglecting the problems of, like, the world. Like, something that, you know, kind of makes Thor different, right? Because that was always the point, is that Thor is kind of different from most of the gods. Um, and later on, we'll find out another character. It's like, he's willing to, to, to be there and help, you know, and be a hero to these people. Yeah. And 
it's funny because in the the God Butcher story, you know, Gore, you know, he he's he stopped believing in God at some point when like all the prayers just weren't just nothing helped, and then when he stumbled upon two gods fighting, that's when he realized, oh, oh, there are gods, but they don't care about the little people, and it's essentially becomes like that kind of you know confrontation between him and Thor. It's like, you know, bo- like a god fighting like the ultimate like nepotistic asshole yeah <laughs> well there is the same it kind of the same thing here i do feel like there isn't enough uh for gore to be real not 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 to be evil i think the justification is there um but not enough for us to see gore be uh more of a threat to the gods it's more like vignettes really yeah it's just like various like bits of him just going around killing random gods mm-hmm. uh but yeah, no, I still, I, I still think uh, he's definitely like. Probably... Oh no, he's used like very well. He he is like very terrifying. Like there's a moment where I'm like, oh bro, you need to calm the fuck down. These are, these are some kids. Yeah, no, he's. Uh, I I think he's probably definitely one of the better Marvel villains we got, just mm-hmm. because one, his motivations are completely make sense for his mm-hmm. character. You know, especially considering what we see of, like, other gods, like, you know, when they're in, like, sort of, like, the dimension, like, the city where all, like, where a bunch of gods reside, like Zeus and stuff, and they're all just kind of assholes, and it's like, yeah, you know what, Gore probably is right a little bit. The gods are dicks. Yeah. And it helps, and, and, you know, it's just kind of justified, like, what makes Thor so different. Like, he is someone who, you know, found love in humans. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. That makes him different from everyone else. So, obviously, that's why he, you know, he does the things that he does. And, you know, I, I, the big thing that I felt that the issue that about this movie that I, that I talked about with other people is that the, the runtime is too, too short. It's less than two hours. Like, or it's like, it's barely reaching two hours. Uh-huh. So and I feel like a lot of time could have been, de- uh, you know, going into like more of the gore stuff, because he there apparently there was a de- deleted scene where he would have killed a Peter Dinklage character, and it's and it's implied that's where he got the information about how to do the thing with Eternity. Mm-hmm. Which by the way, Eternity shows up and that's awesome. Yeah, I mean that is kind of a neat visual with Eternity, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I definitely understand that where like people were saying. Uh, I think that's been a thing too, because uh, the Doctor Strange movie was like only two hours, mm. as well. And you know that they they could have used a couple more minutes. Or yeah, they, they're probably definitely a couple scenes mm. for that movie as well. Um, I don't know. It's definitely an interesting note because obviously, like before, I think the Phase Four movies. Um, well, I'm not saying I, I haven't done the research into how long Phase Four movies have been compared to like other movies. But uh, Marvel movies have not shied away from getting to two hours and 30, which is, like, a general, like... Mm-hmm. Um, a standard, really? Yeah, for, like, a lot of these big-budget, like, uh, blockbuster movies. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, but in this case, I don't know. It just, it's definitely interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, like, yeah, maybe, like, a couple of scenes, like, one or two extra scenes to flesh out some things probably would have been better. Um, but I think I was more or less fine with how long the movie was. Yeah. Like, cause I, I, for me, it was, it was pretty sort of more or less kind of standard. Like, 
like I thought I felt like the pacing was generally fine. Um, I do think there are some elements that definitely do seem a little bit kind of rushed mm-hmm. at some points. Um, but I, I, I overall thought uh, at least the pacing was you know, fine enough. You know, mm-hmm. but it's one of those things where I and like I'm not saying it, it should be better or any of that stuff, but like. Um, it it's clearly it clearly like you know could have been used more time to flesh stuff out, and I know a lot of people tend to are having that issue where it's like man the pacing is a little weird, you know this and that. But I do agree that with you that this I feel like the movie in itself isn't a ter- isn't as terrible as most people feel it is, but it just like you know really goes on like where you feel like the comedy goes, and it's not even just the comedy, it's just like the way. Um, a lot of it is like balanced, right? Because mm-hmm. there, I, there are moments where I'm like, nah, you know, I feel like this is a little too. Even I feel like this, this, there didn't need to be a joke here. But when the most, but it's also I don't think it's like meant to be comedic, but it's like slightly meant, you know. Because there's a scene where Thor is talking to Jane, he's trying to convince her not to use the hammer anymore, and there's a moment where one of the Asgardians is like, yeah, we can't do anything about this. It's it's a little late. I'm sorry. And, like, he's just angry. And we don't see him, like, breaking anything, right? If it's, like, it's kind of funny. But, you know, it's... And a lot of people feel like, oh, that didn't need to be funny. And while I agree, but I also argue that it's just it's just shot funny. Because it's, like... It's kind of, like, you know, tells you how much, like, he's upset. It's just, like... Like... The only thing he can react to is like he's gotta smash something. Yeah, because he I mean, can't save the person he loves. I mean, yeah, it's um, and I know it's the scene you're talking about. It's it's him and like, it's a shot of like him and then he looks at like a vending machine mm-hmm. and just all you hear is like the, the vending machine being destroyed and yeah. then you just see him walking into the uh, room just when you're like, yeah, I just got some uh, some snacks from this uh drawer. It just wouldn't open. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Like I get, I get why some people would say like that didn't need to be funny or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think I de- I do I think uh, I agree with you where it's like it's it has a comedic tone, but there, there's definitely like a hint of like this is his only way of reacting to, this, to the news he's gotten mm-hmm. to just uh, take it out on like an inanimate object and like try to cover up the fact that he's angry or yeah. he's upset. It's a very human thing to do. I mean. Yeah, like just to do a thing and then be like, I'm not upset. What are you talking about? I'm, I'm definitely not upset. No. You know? uh, so I don't, I, I, there's definitely a comedic, like, a- undertone to it, but I also think, like, the, the, like you can clearly tell, like, Thor is upset and he's trying his best to hide it. And that's mm-hmm. where the comedy comes from, yeah. I'm guessing, for some people, where it's like, oh, look, like, he's clearly upset about this, about hearing that. Yeah, no, Jane, if he, she uses the hammer again, she will suffer. Mm-hmm. And uh, he doesn't want that. And he's trying his best not to hide that emotion because he doesn't want to, sh- you know, show that emotion, you know. Mm-hmm. But also, like, just the there's also the you know the scene where her and Valkyrie are talking about like what's this doing to her, and like she trying to diverts it to being like, oh, speaker, you know, haha. Oh yeah, just the uh, yeah. That one was a little off, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah. Um, but no, there's still. I feel like there's still some comedy bits that really work. I mean, you and I have talked about the, the Stormbreaker joke. 
Where whenever uh, Thor is like looking at Stormbreaker in a certain way, <laughs> no, he like because he, uh, he's looking at Mjolnir back and he's trying to like see like can I can I get you back here? And then so it's always like him bringing Stormbreaker to him. It's like oh hey buddy, how yeah. you doing? You know, it's like there's a running joke of like not you know it's his ex being with his ex hammer. Yeah, and he's like no, no you're cool Stormbreaker like you're you're great you know. Yeah, it's it's like a, like oh no 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 I'm not I'm not I'm not into her I'm not into her anymore kind of stuff a sort of way for him to be like you know trying to hide the fact that he's still you know one has feeling for jane but also two is like he can i still use mjolnir hold on a second yeah it's it's a it's a double meaning there yeah but also just the fact that um a lot of people were like why would the what the the hammer do the these hammers have emotions well technically in um in norse mythology they all have there's some sort of sentience even in the comics like I think Jane even talks to Mjolnir at one point in the comics. Mm-hmm. And I think recently Thor fought the spirit that was inside the Mjolnir. It's all it's all a bunch of stuff. It's a bunch of stuff. Just 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 comic book logic. But all but yeah, no, I to to sum up my thoughts on the movie, I think it's one of their I don't think it's the best one. But it's certainly one that you know I really enjoyed, just as just as I enjoyed you know Ragnarok. Um, if I were to give it a rating right now, I'd probably give it like an eight out of ten. I don't know you. I don't know about you, Joe. You just you like type of stuff no matter what. I mean, yeah, I like I like him as a director, and I like a lot of the things he does. I do like his kind of comedy. Um, I would probably give it about an eight out like an eight point five because mm-hmm. I do agree there are elements that I do think definitely could have probably had a bit more work into it. Like I, uh, I kind of really probably wanted more of like, uh, Christian Bale and, you know, gore mm-hmm. and that stuff. Um, and obviously I, I, there's a lot of other elements. Uh, you know, I, I think just like, yeah, maybe fleshing out some character bits for some characters, uh, you know, give it like not like obviously I don't think it needs needed to be like super long or whatever, but mm-hmm. like maybe like two fifteen, two twenty. Yeah. Like just just some extra scenes and like development for other things, but I still enjoyed the movie for like you know very well. Mm-hmm. Uh. But yeah, like you know, like there's only like maybe like um. Two post credit like there's two post scenes. I mean one. I, I, I was really excited about because of, you know, like, we're bringing Zeus in. And there is another Marvel character that is based off of a mythological Greek figure mm-hmm. that has way more presence than Zeus does in those comics. And uh, it's uh, your boy Hercules. Hercules, Hercules. Uh, being like after a bunch of shenanigans that happen, you know, at the omnipotent city or whatever. Yeah. Zeus is like, I want, I you know, I, I want, want his head. I want, I want Thor. Yeah. Uh, Herc Hercules, my son, go after him. Like sure thing, Dad. Yeah, and uh, I you know it's uh, that's gonna be kind of interesting for me. Yeah. Also, Jane goes to um, Valhalla, which I kind of like. It, it's a nice cap into her to her story. Yeah, I mean it's it's uh, you know, and we see Heimdall as well. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, so it's super kind of neat to see that happen with her. Like, and we do get like a little teaser text of like Thor will return. Yeah. Uh, 
Um, so that is something that I don't like. It is interesting because it's like, which Thor though? Because, you know, does Jane still have, you know, will she come back from Valhalla to like do like a little thing? Yeah. Or will we see more Thor adventures with the uh, good old Chris Hemsworth? Yeah. Cause I think he has said like, um, he's willing to do more Thor movies with Taika cause he really likes working with him. Yeah. And I'm, I'm totally down for those. Uh, it might upset some people cause some people, I know some people prefer serious Thor. But it's, it, you know, if these guys want to work together, man, let them work together. Whether it be on Thor or something else. Yeah, like, I, you know, it's definitely, I think, it's definitely going to be interesting considering out of all the uh, uh, original Avengers, it seems like Thor definitely has a lot more stuff that they could do with him. Mm-hmm. I think it is just because they're leaning more into, like, the cosmic aspect with him and, like, all the space Avengers he can get into. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, overall, uh, I, you know, I, I thought Love and Thunder was a solid entry. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm actually kind of surprised that like this movie has gotten a bit of mixed reactions in terms of like with the it's, fans. It's mostly been positive, but I feel like a lot of, um, people who are really tired of Marvel movies now really see that as the, the post child of like how tired they are. Yeah, I guess I, I think I get what you mean. Yeah. Because I, I think that's another aspect of it being kind of related, and kind of where you know, the one time it was compared to like, um, what's the movie I'm thinking? Uh, Batman and Robin. Because that was like that was, that was the point where like, okay, I've had enough of these Batman movies. We need a break, you know. Well, I feel like uh, when when it came to like those Batman movies, those early ones, like people liked mm. the first one with you know Michael Keaton, then Batman uh, Returns. Uh, it was like, yeah, let's let uh. Um, why am I Tim Burton? Uh, let's have have more some more free reign, and then it's like, oh god, what have you done? We can't sell <laughs> Happy Meal toys with this. This is oh no, get penguin bites someone's nose off. Yeah, all 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 the sexual tension with yeah. Catwoman. Oh god, uh, uh get someone yeah, the, get someone else. Get what's his name? Joel Schumacher. And then he he went just full on camp. Uh, I mean, yeah, like I mean, think Batman Forever made money. People liked it. And, you know, and then it's like we went too far with Batman and Robin, mm. you know, bat nipples. And, you know, there's a lot of bat lot, credit card, you know, like there's a lot of things about those movies. Mm. And, and it also caused, like, I think a ripple effect of one, people not like wanting that much camp and like setting Batman movies back. But also, two, now every Batman movie since Batman and Robin has to be super dark and gritty and realistic and no robin and no robin definitely no more robin god damn it give me my tim drake just do damian wayne you know like just at least i find it sad that like we haven't gotten a live action robin and then you know the batman like the lego batman movie comes out and does a perfect like i wouldn't say perfect well i mean i think it does a well enough job of introducing a robin and getting all that stuff to work out you know? Yeah, like a Robin that isn't the isn't like Robin, but yeah, but I get what you're saying. Like, like at least bring acknowledging a Robin. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, Which I feel like that's always like the thing with uh, I think with Batman movies, and I think this is the last thing we'll say mm-hmm. before we head out. Uh, is just uh, like, like I think people like it when Batman just dark and brooding and doesn't really have much like fun. Because at a certain point, like with Robin, like that's when like Batman gets a bit, a bit more fun. Mm-hmm. You know, he lightens up. He's no longer like Edge Boy. 
Edge Boy because you know he has more or less a son now, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they don't want to do that with uh, they don't want to give the Batman that character development in any movies. Mm. You know, they want him to just constantly be being this dark and broody dude who just punches people. Yeah, which I don't know, like it's it's a slightly less interesting way of uh of his character, you know. Mm-hmm. But overall, um. I, you know, Love and Thunder, I liked it a lot. I liked it. Uh, this has been a very long episode, I feel. Yeah, and it's time to end it. Anyways, guys, it's been me, your boy, Eli. Me, Joe. Be sure to follow us on all social... I almost forgot the thing. Follow us on, uh, on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Most active on Instagram. Link tree to all the podcasts that we're part of, like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc. Link to the YouTube, where you'll find, uh, you know, the YouTube video for this. Like, comment, subscribe. Support us on Patreon. But yeah, that's it, guys. Have a good one. Peace.